Softly Spoken is an introvert's guide to thinking out loud about identity, meaning, and the moments that make us who we are. A mix of stories and interviews, Softly Spoken is a podcast that takes a deep dive into the hidden moments that shape us. It's an invitation for you to consider the version of you you are creating right now. What are you learning about yourself in the process? My name is Stefan. And I'm your host and introvert-in-chief. I'm sharing with you an episode today that was actually recorded back in 2017 at a time when my wife was navigating pretty severe chronic back pain. I'm sharing this interview with you today because it is the first of two episodes that will be exploring the world of chronic pain and its impact on identity. On today's podcast, I am interviewing my partner, Athena Cooper. Hello. And today's discussion is about pain and how we deal with it. So today's topic was inspired by uh, recent events Um, Athena, you've been struggling for a while now with pain in your back. And we had been talking earlier about how the pain that you deal with because of your medical condition really has shaped the way that you approach your body. And I was wondering if maybe you can talk a bit more about that. Well, it's been almost a week now since my back started acting up. I have, in addition to osteogenesis imperfecta, one of the common side effects is scoliosis. So I have a twisted spine. I have what is considered moderate scoliosis, moderate to severe probably. And uh, my lower back in particular, my back kind of looks like a three-dimensional S. My lower back has been acting up the last week or so. and. Part of the reason I thought maybe we'd do this as a podcast initially is that I'm having trouble sitting, so writing on the computer is not really uh, something my back is letting me do right now. Over dinner, we were talking about how you see your body more as uh, almost like a child that you need to listen to, but not always indulge, but you have to follow its lead in some sense. And I was wondering if you could expand on that a bit. Yeah, I was thinking about how the relationship that people with chronic pain often experience with their bodies and how it is very easy to get into this trap of hating your body or being frustrated with your body and what kind of mental construct you almost need to take in order to find compassion for your body and find a way of thinking about your body in a loving, compassionate way. And I was thinking it is like the relationship between a guardian or a parent and a small child, like a toddler. And the toddler doesn't have a huge amount of understanding. It doesn't understand about deadlines or things you want to do or 
it just understands things like tired and hungry and sore and very, very simplistic things. And so if you've ever tried to reason with a toddler and a toddler is cranky and tired, you know, there's not really a lot you're going to be able to convince them that they're not cranky and tired. And so, you know, you can either drag them through the shopping center while they're being cranky and tired, or you can say, you know what, let's just go home and get you to bed. And I kind of see that as the relationship with my body sometimes, where I feel like right now it's saying, you know what, I really want to lie down. I really want to rest. I really want to sleep. And I can fight that, or I can just say, you know what, let's do that. But at the same time, you know, at six o'clock in the evening, your body may say, I really want a frappuccino, and maybe that's not the best decision. And you as the guardian need to turn to the toddler and go, you know what, let's not indulge that. Let's do something else, because otherwise you're going to be up all night, and that's not a plan. Sometimes I'm just thinking of like when you're at the gym, for example, and you're working out and your body is saying, I want to just stop and I don't want to keep going. And you really have to tell it to suck it up in a way and and not give up. How is that different from what you're describing? I do think it's a balance. I mean, I'm thinking of it specifically in kind of a pain sense and you can encourage the body and you can be its cheerleader. And that, I feel like a lot of the time is maybe a bit easier, but our tendency to not be compassionate to ourselves, I think, is pretty high, particularly in the kind of world that we live in. And so the tendency to push ourselves when we're tired and sore in a situation that's not healthy, when you're dealing with chronic pain, I don't think that's necessarily the best approach. Do you think that because of your medical history, um, because you have osteogenesis imperfecta, because you suffer from scoliosis, and because of all the broken bones and the back pain that you've had to endure throughout your life, that you have a different relationship with your body, that you're more attuned to its needs, maybe, than someone that is able-bodied? I think that's probably true. I think osteogenesis is somewhat unique in the sense that as a child, I was dealing with a lot of injuries and I was in many ways being trained to listen to my body. You know, there are a lot of people with OI that, you know, when they break something, they know they've broken something and they have a very acute sense of oh, wow, I just broke a rib kind of thing. And I think that is that does come from listening to your body. For myself, I don't have that kind of accuracy, but I've also had to recover from many injuries. And I think when you're in recovery, it is a very much a balancing act. I mean, even this past week, trying to deal with my back, you know, I have to juggle between resting it, but also, you know, not staying in bed the entire time, needing to stretch it and push it a little bit, but not too far. And so it is very much about listening and being aware. I think that does just come with practice, honestly. 
I wonder if you could talk about like when you are experiencing pain and that pain is overwhelming, where does your mind go? How are you able to not get completely absorbed in it? I think part of it is, like I said, experience. I mean, to be honest, the pain that I'm dealing with right now, I consider to be fairly low-grade pain. A lot of what I'm experiencing is just being conscious and not wanting to increase the injury, whatever this current injury is. But, I mean, I've experienced broken bones, which are an entire universe of pain that are a hundred times more than what I'm dealing with right now. And I think, you know, when you're dealing with a lot of pain, you learn focus and you learn breathing techniques and the importance of remaining calm and not freaking out and not increasing the injury or increasing the level of panic that you're experiencing. Because, I mean, even this, to some degree, I have to remind myself that this isn't bad. I really do want to go kayaking next weekend, but you can heal from this and and focus on the healing and just trying to put one foot in front of the other. Sometimes that really is the best way to deal with it. I guess it's about holding on to hope and the sense that you know that you'll get through it um, and that there is another side I'm just trying to compare it to more of a mental pain. I'm just thinking of when you're stuck in a depression or something like that, and the pain that comes with that. It's a different kind of pain. It's not a physical pain. And sometimes it, in fact, causes you to feel pain more acutely because you're not able to see into the future. You're sort of stuck in the present, and everything looks bleak. And so all you can think about is that you're trapped in this body and that you have nowhere to go. I think one of the things that I admire about you is that you have a you have a certain optimism, like even though all these things tend to happen, like these pains and, you know, broken bones is a reality for you, you don't seem to lose hope. And I just wonder where you think that comes from. I used to say that, well, I still say it, I guess, that there's always the other side of the broken bone. No matter if you break a bone, you heal it. At least that has always been my experience so far. I've been through enough fractures, certainly as a child. You know, you have the traumatic event, you have the pain, it's excruciating, and then you heal. And I think at the end of the day, I have this belief in my body that my body wants to be healthy that even though it was dealt this kind of crappy set of cards, it can't help that. It can't be anything other than it is. But at the same time, even with its crappy set of cards, it wants to heal. And it may heal badly, it may struggle, it may do all these things, but it wants to heal. I do believe that our bodies, they stumble and fall, but at the end of the day, they're trying. And I think as this body's guardian, I have to say, you know what, if you're still fighting, then I gotta fight along with you. What I take from that is that you basically see the body as an imperfect ally 
Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, for sure. If you cut your finger, you get a paper cut, and you look at it a few days later and you see that it's healed. There's something kind of magical about that, that your body knows how to put itself back together. I mean, I, as my mental guardian, I couldn't tell you how it happens. It just does. And there is something very kind of mysterious and special about that. So even though I break a bone and it hurts like hell, my body is saying, you know what, I'm going to put it back together. You know, it may take surgery to put it back correctly, but the body is doing its part. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I'm obviously coming from a different angle as a someone that sort of wrestled with my body as a trans person. I mean, I think for me, like most people, I think I have a love-hate relationship with my body, maybe more than most people. And I think I often feel like I'm at war with my body and that my body somehow, at some sort of fundamental level, has betrayed me. And what I take from you is that, you know, even though, you know, your body is causing you suffering, you don't blame your body. I don't think I'm quite as capable as you are to look at my body and think, you know, you're on my side and we're a team. Sometimes we get along, um, sometimes we don't. Um, That's not really a question, but maybe you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it is obviously very different for you. If I were to try to look at your body from your point of view and try to find a compassionate viewpoint up for it, I would be thinking about there isn't anything malicious or it's not it's not its fault, I guess is sort of the word I'm looking for. It's doing the best it can. And maybe that's all it can give. And and there is a kind of compassionate understanding, I think, that might be able to be found in that. And that's probably a great place to end the interview. Softly Spoken is a Tilted Windmills production. It was hosted and produced by Stefan de Villiers. If you enjoyed listening to this episode and you'd like to help support us, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave us a rating or review. Thanks again, and see you next time.